Philippians chapter 12, I mean chapter 2, I'm sorry. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 to 13. I'm going to read it. Dear friends, this is Paul, wrote a letter to the Philippians, and this is Paul speaking. Dear friends, you always follow my instructions when I was with you. And now that I'm away, it is even more important Work hard to show the results of your salvation. Or the translations say, work hard for your salvation. Obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Dear friends, you always follow my instructions when I was with you. And now that I am away, it is even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation or work for your salvation. I want you to understand this verse. Because it's not saying that you have to work to obtain salvation. That's not what it's saying there. So I want you to clearly understand me. I don't want you to leave here thinking that you have to do all this kind of stuff to, to obtain salvation. That's not what it's saying in there. What it's saying in there to work your salvation is to work your relationship, to build your relationship with God. There's nothing you can do to obtain salvation. The only thing is by faith. God did it all. When he sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to the earth, right? For God so loved the word that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That is the only way you could obtain salvation. So I don't want you to misunderstand me. You don't have to work to obtain salvation. It was given to you freely. And it is by faith that you obtain salvation. Okay, but when it says work your salvation, it's talking about building your relationship with God. I don't know how many of you have had a personal experience with God. I don't know how many of you have had an encounter with God. I remember when I was your age, I was 13, 14 maybe even younger than some of you. And I had an encounter with God. I had an experience with God. I grew up in a home, a broken home, a broken household. My father and my mother got a divorce when I was like six years old. I grew up in a home where all I saw was alcohol. And I want to talk to you about this because I know there's some of you in here. Maybe that are growing with our father or with our mother. Maybe you don't have the love of a father. I didn't. And I understand what you're going through. I understand your pain. I understand your pain. When I was five years old, I remember my dad coming, coming from, from the weekends, my father coming home all drunk. That was when I was four or five years old. I remember my dad coming home drunk. And I remember my mother telling me, let's go hide all the knives. Let's hide all the utensils. I never saw him as an abusive dad. I was too young. I never saw him hitting my mom. 
But when my mom told, told us that, it must have ha- something must have happened before for us to be hiding all the knives in the house, to hide all the utensils, everything that we thought we needed to hide because we didn't know. He used to come home drunk. So that was my experience. I remember my mom used to wake us up at 2 o'clock in the morning. And we needed to leave the house because we didn't know what my father was able to do. And my mother used to take us to our aunt's house. It was five, six blocks, and this is 2 o'clock in the morning. We are walking with all our stuff going to my aunt's house. And that was my experience. That's how I grew up, with a broken home. I didn't have a father who was there to tell me, Willie, I love you. I didn't have the example of a father. And I know some of you maybe are going through that right now. I just want to let you know I understand your pain. And maybe this is holding you back. Maybe this is holding you back because you have not experienced the love of someone. Maybe your mom, your dad. I went through that. We, I have three other brothers. So it was four brothers in the house, four kids in the guy, no girls. It was all boys. My mother didn't work. She had a part-time job in the pizzeria, making maybe by then $5 an hour, four, $4.75, maybe less. I didn't have all these nice sneakers. I didn't have all these nice clothes. My mother used to cut my own hair and... She didn't know how to cut hair, but she used to cut my own hair. I used to go to school when school started. I only had like two pairs of jeans and two shirts. And that was the clothes for the year. So I understand some of you. But I want to tell you today that God loves you. And maybe you have not experienced the love of a father or a mother or a friend. Or maybe you're looking somewhere else for a girlfriend or for someone to love you. I want to tell you this morning that God loves you. And that's all you need. The love of God in your life. How can you experience the love of someone else when you really haven't experienced the true love, which is God? And I understand why some of you are looking for love in all the places. And I didn't want to go to here. And this is completely out of my message. I did not have this on my notes. I didn't want to go here, but I felt since last night, God's been just dealing with me. And I knew he had something for us. And for some of you who are going through this difficult time right now, maybe you haven't seen your dad in a couple of years. I didn't see my dad since I was five years old to I was 15 years old. I did not talk to him. I did not see him. So this is... How I lived, all the way to I was 14 years old, your age. And sometimes we hide behind our age. I am too young. God is not expecting this much from me. My parents are not expecting this much from me because I'm still a kid. And sometimes we hide behind our age. I'm still young. The past is now. I'm not accountable to anybody. I'm still young. You know, this is life. I have to go through this time. So at 13, 14 years old, in a car, it wasn't, it wasn't even in the church, I accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. For the first time, I experienced the love of a father. For the first time, I experienced true love. And now, that's why I could get up here. And you might think I'm crazy or whatever. 
That's why I could stand up here and say, thank you, God. You are worthy and you are honor of all praise. Because you took me from here. And, and by then, I didn't know God had a plan for my life. By then, I didn't know God loved me. I didn't know. I didn't know who God was. I didn't know. But God knows everything. God had a plan and purpose for my life. Even I didn't know, but he saved me. He kept me safe. Drugs were in front of me. I did not like drugs or, or whatever. Alcohol was on my refrigerator. I did not like it. If it wasn't for Christ, for Jesus Christ, I think I would have been doing all that stuff out there. But thank God that he kept me safe. And at the age of 14, I had an encounter with God. At the age of 14, I had an experience with God. And I believe some of you, even though you have been raised in Christian homes, and even though your parents are Christian, and you have been a Christian since you were a baby, but you have not yet experienced God. You are living by your parents' experience, but you yourself have not had that experience with God. Some of us, my mother, they're Christian. I've been a Christian since I was a, I was a baby. You know, I was, I've been a Christian since I was a baby. But you yet haven't had an encounter, an experience with God. We know where we came from, right? We all know where we came from, right? From God. God created us. We know where we came from. We all know where we're going, Right? We're going to heaven one day. So we know we came from there, and we know we're going to there. But what about this space right here? This is life. We know we came from God. We know where we're going. But what is our purpose here? What is our purpose here on earth? We have forgotten and like I said, some of you have not had that experience. Some of you have, some of you haven't. You cannot live by your parents' experience. And it's good to be born. I, I wish I was born, you know, in a Christian home. Because when I was five, six years old, seven years old, my mind was destroyed. Sexual immorality. I wasn't sleeping with every girl out there, no. I was not. But my mind was destroyed with sexual immorality. I was lost at the age of five, six, seven years old. I was seeing all this stuff. My mind was corrupted. My, I was corrupted. And I was not a bad kid. But my mind was destroyed. You need to have a personal experience with God. You have to. Don't live by someone else's experiences. Don't live by someone else's testimony. Live by experience, by knowing God, who God is in your life. What is your purpose in this life? We know where we came from. We know where we're going. And that's the thing. And that's something I wanted to talk about. We have gotten too comfortable with our Christianity. We have been too comfortable. Like I said, we know where we are. We know we're going to go to heaven one day. Because we accept the Lord as Jesus as Lord and Savior. So I know I'm going to heaven. Right? So some of us just lay back. Because I accept the Lord as Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. So I'm just going to lay back. And don't get me wrong. Jesus already did everything. 
Once Jesus went to the cross, everything was done for us. We, you don't have to do anything to obtain salvation. But Paul just said, work out your salvation, your relationship with God. So when you become saved, you are just a baby. When we become saved or born again, we are just babies. So we are to grow up. And I think some of us are still babies. Right? Because we know we accept the Lord as Jesus as Lord and Savior. So I'm going to lay back. And that's where we are. We are in a place where we are too comfortable. And we have forgotten the plan and the purpose and the will of God for our lives. And I'm just going to show you a little skit. Why, Mr. Mac, get ready.
Praise God. And I believe. Oh, this is not it. I believe that's where some of us. Thank you. I believe that's where some of us are right now. We are in that situation when God is speaking to you day by day. God is speaking to your life day by day, but we are just too comfortable. We are too comfortable. What happens when you get too comfortable? For example, I come home from work. I have a busy life. I come home from work. And if I lay on the couch, what is the first thing that is going to happen? I'm going to fall asleep. Right? When we are too comfortable, we fall asleep. I, I hope you're not too comfortable here this morning. Don't fall asleep on me. When we are too comfortable, we fall asleep. When we are, what's all the things that will happen when you get too comfortable? When you are too comfortable, what happens? You get too lazy, right? You just want to relax. The phone rings. You don't even want to get up. That's why we have like 40 messages in our answer machine. <laughs> We are just too comfortable, right? We sit down, we get lazy, right? We get too relaxed. The phone rings, the bell rings, right? Someone is knocking. Yeah, come back tomorrow to come to lazy. So when we get comfortable, we get lazy. We get too relaxed. When we get comfortable, we get blind or careless, right? My wife and I maybe decide to just sit back for a little while. And the kids are over there, and we could see them because they are in the next room, and they're making this huge mess, right? They're taking toys out of the room, and, and they're making all this kind of mess in the house, and, and this and that. But we are just, that day we are just too lazy, and we don't see it because we're blind. We, we're just too tired for that, right? We got kind of lazy. So we just sit back, and the kids are making a huge mess over there. Right, and we don't see it. We actually see in it, but we don't really see it until we get out of that comfort. Right, so we get blind, we get careless. We could care less of what's going on around us. Right, when we get too comfortable, we start to ignore things. Like I said, kids will be making a mess, and we just we just ignore it for that time because we are too comfortable. When we get too comfortable. We don't care what goes around us. And that is our physical, right? When we get too comfortable. And I could keep going. But that is just five things that we, what happens when you get comfortable physically, right? We just get too comfortable. We turn the TV on. And that's it for the night. I will crash here until I fall asleep because I am comfortable. Put my feet up. Silas, can you get me some water? Uh, you know? <laughs> Just, but that's when we get too comfortable. What about spiritually? In our spiritual life, when we get too comfortable, what happens? The same thing happens in our spiritual life. When we, when we get too comfortable in our spiritual life, in our relationship with God, we lose focus. 
We lose focus of what God really has for us. We lose focus of where we were going. We know we are saved. We know where we're going. But we have lost focus. Right? And then we ask ourselves, what is the plan? God, what is your will for my life? But we are just too comfortable. Just like the skit. Right? He's talking to Danny. Jesus was talking to Danny, I want you to do this. You know, he's building a relationship. He's trying to build a relationship with Danny. And Danny's just too comfortable. You know, it's the money that you want. It's okay, it's okay to bring a tithes and offering, but that's not enough. We are too comfortable. Continue. We get lazy, right? We get lazy. What was the last time? Let me ask you this question. What was the last time you took time alone with God? And I'm not talking about eating for, for di- uh, praying for dinner. I'm not talking about praying for breakfast. When was the last time you took the word of God and just spent time with it? That's a sign of laziness spiritually. When was the last time you took time, 15, 20 minutes, to just go to your room and pray with God? When was the last time? When was the last time? We know we're safe. We know where we're going. But what about our relationship with God? Are you going to stay baby forever? When was the last time you took time to be alone with God? To spend time with God? When we get lazy, we ignore sin and morality. Right? For example... Things that used to bother us before, now it doesn't bother us. For example, movies. I remember renting movies in my house. My wife is my witness. I get very guilty, right? Because when we are close to God, when when you're close to God and you're having this relationship with God, you know, you're watching a movie. And, 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 and for example, I go and rent a movie. I, I don't even check if it's rated I or PG or whatever. So I rent it, right? So when I bring it home, they swearing after swear after swear after swear. And when you're close to God, those things bother you. It bothers me. I don't know if it bothers you. Why? Because when you're having a personal relationship with God, when you're having a relationship with God, the Holy Spirit, it's in you. So I'm... Put in this movie, and they start swearing, and I just feel guilty. I have to shut it off. I cannot let that stuff go in my house. But it's been time, but I haven't been that close to God where my relationship, or when I have been sitting back, laziness, right, and lazy, being lazy, right, and I bring the same movie home, and I could watch the whole movie, and it doesn't bother me. Hmm. There's two people having sex in the movie, and now it doesn't bother me. But before it did. Hmm. And now we say, oh, but um, then we can watch any kind of movies because they all do that. So don't watch any movie then. There's good movies out there, don't get me wrong. There's good positive movies out there. 
But when you're watching a movie that all oh, they swearing and swearing, and this person having sex with this one, and that one having sex with that one, and this one is sleeping with that one, and we just sit in there, things that used to bother us before now make us laugh. Now we're laughing, oh, so funny, when it used to bother us before. The sinful life. And I, I am guilty. I am completely guilty of that. Because when you don't have that personal relationship, that closeness with God, you let things go. Things that used to bother you before, now you just laugh about it. At school, you're hanging out with people, and they all swearing right in front of you. They don't respect you. And then you call them friend, but they don't even respect you. And we laugh because it's funny. They're making dirty jokes, and we laugh because it's funny. Hmm. We are too comfortable. We know where we came from. We know where we're going. But what about here? You know what is your purpose here in life? To please God, to honor God. And everything you do, you want to honor God. It doesn't matter how busy you are, your purpose here is to honor God. If you are too busy in school, you can honor God in school. I remember when I was 14, when I was in high school, when you used to have studies, uh, classes where you do your homework. I don't know if they still have that. But you used to have studies. And I used to bring my Bible. It was uncomfortable, right, because people are looking at you. But I was too young, you know. It's uncomfortable, but I used to bring my, my Bible to school. I used to bring God with me to school, right? But we are too comfortable. Things that used to bother us before, now they make us laugh. Oh, it's so funny. Is God laughing? Yes. Some of them don't let you. I don't know what's the law right now. I don't think they are allowed to tell you no. I mean, I'm not sure. So, but they can't stop you from bringing God to school. Yeah, it's going to come a time when you might not even be able to walk with your Bible. But they can't take God from you. You know? When was the last time you talked to someone else about God? When was the last time you talked to your friend about God? That is our purpose. You know that is our purpose here and there? To honor him in everything we do. And to tell others the benefits we have with Christ. How are they going to know? So those are some signs. When we get too lazy. Wow. When we get, can you let me know where they are upstairs, Mr. Matt? When we get too lazy, we stop growing. Right? We stay as baby. We stop growing. When we get too lazy, we have no desire to do anything for, for the kingdom of God. We love the passion and desire to honor him and to please him. Let me see if I could skip a couple of things in here. If there's someone who got very uncomfortable, actually, I was going to talk about the talents, uh, the, the, the parable of the servant, the three servants. Let me see if I could just, there was three servants. I was going to read it, but I can't get into it. Three servants. God gave them different talents. To one, God gave five. To the other one, God gave three, if I'm not mistaken. And to the other one, he gave one. Right? And the owner of that vineyard went to work. Or well, he had to go far away. I'm just going to make it my own story. He went far away. And he gave him this gift, this talent. Right? And so when he came back, right, he was asking for his stuff. 
And one of them said, one of the servants said, you gave me five talents. Here, I went and worked. And here it is, another five talents. The other one said, you gave me three talents or two talents. Here I am. I worked. I worked. Here I have two more. And the other one who, who was given one, what happened? He hid or he hid his, 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 his gift, his talent, right? And he didn't work his talent. He didn't work the gift that was given to him. And I think that's where we are, some of us where we are. Some of you have potential. All of you have potential. All of you have gifts in you. God has given you gifts. He has put gifts in you, talents in you. And some of us are just hiding it because we are too comfortable. It, you don't think this is uncomfortable for me to stand up here? You don't think this is uncomfortable for me when I start getting nervous and, and you, could, you could hear my accent, how thick it is, and, <laughs> and, and some of you maybe laugh at the way I speak? Right? Oh, look, he's saying that word funny, or that word sounds funny. He doesn't know how to say that word or whatever. You don't think I see that? Huh? <laughs> you don't think when you're making, you don't think I see when you're making fun of me? Oh, look at the way he's speaking. Oh, look at his accent. Right? I see all that stuff. And you don't think that's, this is uncomfortable for me? It is uncomfortable for me. But I got to be faithful to God. Right? I got to do what God called me to do. Whether you laugh at me, whether you like me, whether you don't like me, whatever, I'm going to do what God called me to do. And it is uncomfortable. But I'm going to tell you something. Serving God shouldn't be comfortable. Yes, he's, don't get me wrong. He's a God of comfort. He gives you peace. He gives you rest. Right? He wants you to be in peace. But don't get too comfortable. You know? So this is very uncomfortable for me, but I will worship God whether you laugh at me, whether you don't, whether you listen to me, whether you don't. I'm going to give the message that God gave me. And I pray that you will receive it in the name of Jesus. If there was someone who got very uncomfortable, it was Jesus. If we go to Philippians chapter 2. We were there, so we have to do it. Philippians chapter 2, verse 6 to 11. I'm going to read it very quick. If there was someone who was very uncomfortable, it was Jesus. Jesus who had it all. Jesus who was sitting on the throne next to the Father. Right? Comfortable with his Father. Look at what he had to do. He had to put himself in an uncomfortable position. Because he was missing something. He had to put himself in an uncomfortable position, but willingly, in an uncomfortable position because he was missing something. You know what that something is? Your heart. He was missing our hearts. So he put himself, he had it all. He had the Father, he had it all. But look at what he did. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God. As something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privilege. He had it all. All this privilege. He had it all. 
and he gave up all that. He gave up all that comfortness to become uncomfortable. Instead, he gave, it up, he gave up his divine privilege. He took the humble position of a slave. He is a king. And his comfort, a king, to become slave. To become slave. You think that's comfortable? You think that if I was a king over here and I had it all and I was sitting here, people are bringing me stuff. You think I'm going to get out of there just to become a slave? I wouldn't do that. I, I, I was too comfortable there. I wouldn't give up my position. I, would, I wouldn't give up my privilege, right, to become a slave. You know what's a slave? I can't get into it. But you have an idea what is a slave. Jesus himself became a slave. An uncomfortable, that's not comfortable to become a slave. You're going to tell me, go find a slave. Or I don't know if, you, if there's any slaves today. But go find someone who used to be a slave to see if it was comfortable or not. Jesus became a slave. He humbled himself in obedience to God and died as a criminal. Oh, yeah, that is very comfortable, right? getting beaten, your hair was pulled, right? Your beard was just pulled, you were beaten up. All the stuff that Jesus went through, he was on the cross. You think that was comfortable for him? No, it wasn't. So how much us, why? Why can't we give a little bit extra? Why can't we work our relation? All God wants is your heart. All God wants is your heart. You know you are saved. You were born in a Christian home. Maybe you accept the Lord of Jesus as Lord and Savior. You know you are saved. Should I say it or no? You know you are saved, but you got to be careful. You know there's a belief out there that says that once you're saved, you're always saved. And I think that's where we are. I think that is our mentality, that once we save, we always save. So we saved, so now we're going to do whatever we want because we accept the Lord. And she said, I came to the front and I made the prayer. I am saved, so I'm just going to do whatever I want because once I'm saved, I'm always saved. So I'm going to do whatever I want, whatever I feel like it. Because I know I accept the Lord of Jesus as the Lord and Savior, and I know there's heaven for me. So I'm going to do whatever we want because I know when Jesus comes back or when I die, I'm going to go to heaven because that was his promise. And yes, you are absolutely right. That is his promise. But what did just Paul say there? You ought to work your relationship with him. I believe you could lose your salvation. Whether you disagree with me or not, I do believe you could lose your salvation. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this word, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's your salvation at work, right? Renewing your mind every single day. Renewing your mind every single day. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is good, that God's will is good, pleasing, and perfect. When you have a relationship with God, when you don't uh, conform with the things of this word, but you give your heart to God and, and all you want to do is please God and obey God, 
you start to build a relationship in you. And you will find out what is God's will for your life. You will find out what is God's purpose for your life. Amen? Are you guys getting it? So what is, what does it mean to know God? To know God means to surrender to him. To surrender yourself to him completely. What does it mean to know God? To know God means to experience, to have a personal experience with God. It's not about what your parents did or what your brother did or what this person did. No, it's a personal experience. It's between you and God, an intimate relationship with God. You need to experience that. Because if you do not experience that, then how can you live without that relationship? Why are there so many divorces today and there? Why is the rate so high on divorce? Right? They first got married. They were in love. You know, even before they were married, they were in love. They wanted to talk on the phone every single day. And we used to do that, my wife and I. They want to talk on the phone every single day. You want to see that person every single day. You want to do this every single day. You want to spend every minute with that person. Right? Because you build a relationship, and we still build on our relationship. We marry, we've been married for 12 years, and we're still building that relationship. And it's the same way with God. The same way with God. Build that relationship. So to know God means to recognize his power and authority, who he really is. Is he God in your life? Who is he in your life? Have you had an encounter with him? Moses did, Paul did. What about you? Have you had an encounter, an experience with God? Don't hide before your age, behind your age, I'm sorry. Don't hide. You're not young. You're not babies. You're not baby, and that's why I'm not talking to you like baby, because you're not babies. You're not kids. You are young adults, young men, young women. And I will talk to you like that. I'm not going to talk to you like I talk to my I'm not going to talk to you like I talk to my little four-year-old. No, you are a young man, young woman. Do you really want to have an experience with God? I want you to close your eyes. No one looking around. No one looking around. This is, this is your time to have an experience with God. This is your time to have an encounter with God. Do you want it? Do you want to have an experience with God? Do you? Come on, this is between you and God. The Holy Spirit's talking to you right now. Do you really want an experience with God? Do you really want to have an encounter with God? Or do you just don't care? If you just don't care, I'm still going to talk to you. I'm still going to love you. But God cannot work on you unless you give him the free will. God is not going to work in your life. You're not going to experience an encounter with him. You're not going to have an experience with him when you just don't care. That's just not going to happen like that. You have to be willing you have to let things go. Maybe you have to let friends go. You have to let certain things go. Do you really love God or are you just wasting your time? Don't get too comfortable because I know you might be safe now, but like I said, you ought to work your relationship with God. You ought to work your salvation. And many of you are too comfortable, and I include myself in there because God has been dealing with me about this stuff. Things that I was doing before, I'm not doing now. Things that used to bother me before are not bothering me now. 
Are you too comfortable? Do you want to experience God? Do you want to have a personal relationship with God? Be honest to yourself. If you do, I want you to raise your hand. No one looking around, please. Be respectful. That's okay. If you don't want anything to do with God, that's fine. I still love you. And God still loves you. And he still wants to work in your life. Many of you are hiding talents. Many of you are hiding things from God. And God really wants to use you. But you are just too comfortable. And I have talents. I know I have talents. But if I start working on those talents, it's going to get a little bit uncomfortable. It is. Things of God are not supposed to be comfortable. If you really want to have an encounter with God, if you really want to have a personal relationship with God, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. I see one hand. Thank you. Anybody else? Do you want to get serious with God? Are you tired? Are you tired of living a fake life? Or maybe you could put your hands down. Anybody else, you could put your hand up. I want to pray for you. Maybe you haven't experienced the love of a father or at home you have not experienced that love. And maybe you're looking at other places, but it has not worked. You meet this girl and it didn't work with her, so I'm going to try this other girl. So I'm going to try this other friend. I'm going to try this other person. I need some love. God is here offering you love. He loves you. If you raise your hand, I'm going to ask you to come forward.